Welcome to Senior Moments on 93.1 CFISFM. Well, Sharon, we're back again for another day. Another rainy Tuesday. Uh, yeah, well, it hasn't been raining too much yet. Well, early this morning it was, but not yet late. It's a circular cloud that just drops over my house every yep. hour on the hour. <laughs> anyway, welcome to Senior Moments, everybody. Today, uh, our first guest is Ken James, a president CEO of West Coast um, Olifus Limited. And there's been lots of talk about the proposals to um, for Olufsen to bring in uh, um, some uh, new ideas. And I don't know enough about it. And what I do know, I can't get in my my linear head. <laughs> and so I've asked Ken to come on and help us to understand exactly what the proposal is and uh, how it's going to be advanced to our uh, our city and uh, and to the environment because what I read about your environmental part of your project is uh, quite positive yeah I, I believe it is a positive story one of the few positive stories and we're not trying to put any extra spin on it mm-hmm. I think that a big part of the breakdown with the public trust is people are spinning too much mm-hmm. of a small bit of truth. And ours is really very basic. Um, I've I've lived in Prince George for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've come back here recently, and I've seen a BC industrial site that used to be packed full of uh, facilities is now empty. Mm-hmm. Uh, I certainly see the need, and I'm watching the forest sector uh, decline. I mean, oh, we've, we've exploited the most of it. And so an opportunity that I see is in the natural gas sector. And I see a lot of synergies with even the historic industries of forest industry. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I worked the forest industry in Prince George here in the late 70s and early 80s, yeah. we had large old-growth trees. Oh, we yeah. could make peelers for plywood. We yeah. could make large-dimensional lumber. Yeah. When you look at the scale today, you're going to have to make small trees into big trees. And that is, if you look around today, we see laminated timber beams that are. Yes. You look at, instead of trusses that were made out of two by tens, we see OSB I beam panel uh, mm-hmm. beams. Mm-hmm. And they're much cheaper and actually stronger, straighter. And it's through gluing wood together in a different way to make it stronger and straighter. Mm -hmm. And guess where that glue comes from? Mm -hmm. It comes from natural gas and the derivatives that that come out of it. So I think there are a lot of synergies. um, I didn't even know that, Ken, that our glue came out of that. Well, I could go to the prairies, though, and ask anybody about where they think paper gets made, and they would look at me just as uh, (laughs) starry-eyed. So it's an education of a new industry. Yes. Um, Here, people speak forest sector. They have their own language, their own terms, and you all know it. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I lived here for 10 years, so I understand it. Yeah. My colleagues don't. Yes. (laughs) Um, But I remember when we first started working in Red Deer, Alberta, when I was part of uh, NOVA. And they went into a farming community and they started talking about deriving more value from natural gas. Mm-hmm. And pretty soon in that community, in 20 years, they developed their own ability and their own language. Uh-huh. And they're very comfortable with it. Yeah. So it doesn't surprise me to see the objections. 
Um, and I hear a lot more support, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the silent majority we all know about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I, my view is let's provide people with facts. Yes. Let's treat people as adults and their ability to make up their own mind mm-hmm. and let it fall where it falls. Uh, I've said it all along, and I know people are, are trying to hold me to task. We don't want you to so leave. Yeah. Uh, my, when I say that, I mean if the majority thinks it's good for us, we don't let the minority dictate what's good for the majority. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. That is the great thing of democracies. And the only way it works is provide people with facts and allow them to make up their minds. I, I think one of the big issues today is I think industry has lost the public trust. Yes. And the only way we're going to get it back is to stand here and you're going to get some people throwing rotten tomatoes. Mm-hmm. I get it. Mm-hmm. It's part of the game. Yeah. But if we're going to build trust, I have to have an open dialogue. I think one of the things that's happening at the same time is the glyphosate spray that's upsetting a lot of people in yes. our community. And so uh, Can Forest doing this in, in the forest um, there's a lot of us that are really against it because we have done our research and we know what like glyphosate can do. And, uh, and I think that that's part of what's going on, Ken. Uh, you know, we don't need another, you know, cancer making agent. And, uh, glyphosate has been banned in quite a few countries and provinces in certain mm. uses. And so I would just add that that's part of probably our are hypervigilance. I, there is a lot more attention by everybody, and it, it's, mm-hmm. you know, our generation to my kids' generation to their kids' generation. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all concerned about it. They have a different perspective on it. Yes. Uh, and they have a different understanding of the science of it, some more, some less. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the concern is there in virtually everybody. Yeah, I think, and maybe should be. Now, let's talk about the proposal because I really didn't know enough about this until um, it sort of came up on on my Facebook, and so I had uh, um, I, the two uh, professors from the university come in and tell me what their fears were, and then I read Doctor Doctor May's yeah, and so or Doctor Hay right, and so then I thought, well, I need to hear it from you too, because. Uh, I've always been, like, not a one-sided person. I've tried not to be, you know. I try yeah. to be fair. And so the proposal, as I read it, um, you started in March of 2021? 2018. So 2018. Yeah, so we've been at this for a lot longer than I thought, three and a half, <laughs> three and a half years. Yeah. And, and so I was warned that BC is not a fast place to do projects. <laughs> I now realize. Well, we all ran away from some place to come here. We're all rebellious people. <laughs> I ran away from here to go to Alberta, and now I'm back. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so that started. And so you put a proposal to the city or to... Um, it goes to... There's two regulatory bodies that... Uh, govern projects in in the province yes so kind of basic gas processing goes under the oil and gas commission Mm -hmm. and then larger projects with bigger impacts go into the environmental assessment office so they just take a much more rigorous environmental impact assessment needs to be done so there is 
I think we talked about this. There's really two aspects of this project. Yes. There's one where we actually refrigerate the natural gas that's in the pipeline that goes just east of town. Mm -hmm. And when you cool it, what happens is the heavier components. Natural gas is not just one type of molecule. It's a mixture. Mm -hmm. And it's everything from methane to ethane to propane to butane and heavier. Mm Mm-hmm. And those are probably bringing back horrific memories of chemistry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they're just Boom. different components. <laughs> yeah. And propane you're familiar with, it's yeah. in your barbecue. Yeah, it's in my house. Mm-hmm. Correct. And that is in a tank. And if you slosh it around, you realize it's a liquid in there. Mm-hmm. But obviously, when you open the valve, it turns into a gas. Okay. And yeah. if you've ever done that, you'll notice that it gets very cold. Yes. Because it boils at around minus 35 degrees C. So mm-hmm. that's why you cool it. It actually mm-hmm. turns it into a liquid. So each of those components, oh, okay. as you cool them, the heavier ones have different boiling points or what we call the, the point at which they turn yeah. to liquid. Yeah. So by chilling it, what we want to do is have the heavier components fall out and just leave the methane. The methane is the lowest carbon emissions per BTU gigajoule of energy released. So we obviously, if we wanted the cleanest fuel, we would look to methane, the lightest of the hydrocarbons. And if you really wanted to get into the science of it, you'd see how much carbon versus how much hydrogen molecules are involved. Because the hydrogen actually produces water. Yes, it does. As a combustion product, the carbon turns carbon dioxide. So the more hydrogen I can have and the less carbon, the better it is as a fuel. Yes. When I get down yeah. all the way to coal, it's almost all carbon and very little hydrogen. That's right. So just think about all these components of this bandwidth. Yeah. What we're trying to do is push the fuel system. So every molecule of gas in that pipeline, there's nothing being used to make any other product other than fuel. Yeah. So it's all burned. Yeah. If we take those liquids out, we actually then would replace it with more methane. Mm-hmm. And therefore, for there's a constant heat duty required. So they measure in pipelines, not in pounds. They measure it in how many gigajoules of energy are are contained in it, and that's how your bill looks mm-hmm. at home. Yeah. So the cleaner energy, I, I burn a few more volume of it, but I still get the same amount of gigajoules. But I'm getting less carbon emissions. So yeah. Well, the energy we use to process it and refrigerate it actually reduces less carbon the amount that we're actually extracting out of the system. That's why it's a carbon-negative system. Okay. So the extraction process is actually carbon-negative. It's good for the environment. Yeah. So that is the one project. I've got to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the lightest of the components is ethane, which is used for ethylene. So let's park that aside. Yeah. The first project we're proposing is to just recover the propane, butane, and uh, condensate. Yeah. The condensate actually is a perfect feedstock for the Prince George refinery. Okay. And it would be the cheapest feedstock. Mm-hmm. So uh, obviously that would make a whole lot more sense to have about 20% of the feedstock actually come right out of, from Prince George. Mm-hmm. So that makes that a very easy delivery, obviously a lot less lower carbon footprint in that delivery. Would it be cheaper as well? Yep. yep. It improves the whole economy of, of fuel supply. Yeah. Into the region. Yeah. Because it now becomes a local supply actually produced in BC 
recovered in BC by British Columbians, by British Columbia plants, taxes paid, it, like everything in mm-hmm. my mind mm-hmm. is a Stays good thing here. for the province. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the propane and butane. Uh, you've probably noticed there's been two big projects that happened in Prince Rupert. Yes. And they're propane and butane export terminals. Yes. One by Alpha right. Gas yeah. and one by Pembina. The biggest markets in the world for propane and butane are China, India, Asia. Mm-hmm. Because they don't have natural gas. So they're using it for propane bottles to heat homes and cook and all the rest yes. of it. So yeah. that's what they use it for. I could, if I don't do this right now, all the propane and butane recovered in British Columbia gets put in a pipeline. Those producers have to pay that pipeline company to send it to Edmonton. Mm-hmm. It's then separated into propane and butane. Mm-hmm. Then they pay CN. They put it on a rail car, and it comes right on through Prince George. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. I can take it out of the pipeline and do it here in Prince George. It's over $100 a ton more advantageous to the producer, i.e., mm-hmm. you end up with a healthier producer community. Mm-hmm. You end up with more of the jobs stay in British Columbia. And the customer gets the cheapest product back to them. So it's good all the way through the value chain. And this is fuel. Yep. This is fuel, not plastic or anything like that. This is Th- That's fuel. what propane and butane is. Yes. There exactly. is an alternative. So you may have heard in British, uh, in Alberta, they've done, uh, they just recently are uh, completing what they're calling uh, propane dehydrogenation, PDH, and polypropylene which is the plastic, unlike polyethylene, it's the plastics that are a little higher quality that are used in car bodies, bumpers, and all the rest of it. Yeah. That's made out of propane. There is the potential to do that here. Oh, okay. If the community wanted to do that. Yeah, okay. We've got to make up our mind. Do we want to sell the raw propane to China? Yeah. Or do we want to sell them polypropylene? Because they're the biggest consumers of polypropylene. Yeah. And do we want to export the jobs? Yeah. Or do we want to keep them here? I don't know what the community wants. Yeah. I hear mixed messages. Yeah. And but at this point, it's fuel. Right now, we're just saying we're going to take it out. We're going to send it to China. If they want to make it into polypropylene, they'll make it into polypropylene. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if we keep That's, it here, then we, if we can... Keep do- it, well, anybody... A is first thing we're going to do is be the cheapest supplier of propane in the local region. Mm-hmm. Um, the Pembina one is actually supplying propane fuel all up and down the coast because they don't have pipelines. Yeah. On the west coast, so guess what? They're either using diesel, mm-hmm. and propane's cleaner than diesel. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that are using propane for heating, cooking, etc. All the way up from Alaska, all the way down. So is there emissions from this? plant that people are worried about as far as environmental so damage? what we've we've got a small a couple of very small heaters mm-hmm. uh, be less than one subdivision worth of furnaces running mm-hmm. and it's going to be burning the cleaned up natural gas so there's a carbon emissions is the only thing we're emitting from the straddle plant that extracts the liquids mm-hmm. but the net is because we're reducing carbon emissions from fuel burned down in the lower mainland, etc., all over the province, the net is actually worth less carbon emissions than there would be if we didn't do this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's the environmental story. Yes. Those propane, butane, and condensate are worth three, four, five, six times what they are being sold 
and burned as fuel. So there's a huge economic story when you look at we're going to get more value out of our resource and we're going to have less carbon emissions. Mm -hmm. Uh, Unfortunately, people like Marie Hay, people like Annie Booth are not telling that side of the story Mm -hmm. because they're against any development. Mm -hmm. I have not found one development they're promoting. Mm -hmm. And what I've, anything I've seen, the facts are incorrect. They're trying to pass themselves off as experts. They are not. Mm-hmm. I am. I'm a chemical engineer. Mm-hmm. I am. I'm biased, and I understand people are going to consider me biased because I'm developing this project. Yeah. But I have the background to understand the science of it. Yeah. Um, I, I remember early days when Marie Hay was worried about benzene emissions and everything, and I sent her a study on benzene emissions. You know where the biggest emissions for benzene are in this country, by far? Burning wood, forest fires. Oh, yeah, yeah. And and they're talking about, you know, wood burning and, and they're um, not letting people have wood heaters. You know, it's it's uh, and it's because of the it's environmental. It's it, yeah. it is. It's, yeah. It is. And the, the chemical industry was the smallest sliver in that study. Mm-hmm. And they did two studies. They did one in the 90s, I think 1990 and 2008. The chemical industry was the most improved. They'd reduced theirs by 75% in wow. the period of the study. Mm-hmm. The chemical yeah. industry is, they understand their bad name. Yeah. And they've spent a lot of time on it. Yeah. Um, but I can look at the pulp mill from when I lived here from the mid-70s to the mid-80s. Yeah. And I can look at it today. They're vastly improved, and they could have been improved all along. Yes, they could it, have. It uh, takes the public pressure, and that's where I laud yeah. folks like Annie and Marie. Yeah. If the objective is let's look for improvement, let's not shut down society yeah. and shut down industry. Yeah. Industry is necessary. Jobs are necessary. But responsibility and accountability to the community is equally important, and that comes through dialogue, listening. Yeah, we're going to have to take a short break and then we'll be back. And this is Senior Moments uh, with Kenneth from Oliphant, and we'll come back and find out more about the project. Hi, this is The Wolfman. CFIS-FM features two weekly shows dedicated to local musicians, Homegrown Friday night at 7 and Homegrown Light Wednesday afternoon at 1. Both shows feature music and interviews from local artists performing and recording in our area. Homegrown features a mix of heavier sounds, and Homegrown Light focuses on the softer sounds. Check them out. Homegrown, Friday night at 7, and Homegrown Light, Wednesday afternoon at 1. Only here on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Residents traveling along the Heritage neighborhood will notice big holes being dug along the side of First Avenue. These holes and trenches are part of the preparatory work as the city of Prince George is replacing aging streetlight infrastructure next to Moore's Meadow. The installation of new LED lights will improve nighttime illumination on streets and intersections for increased safety. The operation is expected to be completed by October. To learn more about infrastructure work in Prince George, visit princegeorge.ca slash infrastructure. Wondering what to do with the kids on Pro D days this fall? Theater Northwest is offering a series of full-day sewing camps with a different theme each month. This Friday, it's a back-to-school theme. On October 22nd, it's Halloween time. And on November 26th, it's gift ideas. Registration is $50 for each camp, which includes a snack. The camps run from 8.30 to 3.30 at Theater Northwest in the Park Hill Center. 
To register for the Theatre Northwest Pro D-Day sewing camps, visit tickets.theaternorthwest.com. Forecast from Environment Canada for today. Cloudy of the 40% chance of showers. Wind from the south of 30K gusting to 50, a high of 15. Tonight, periods of rain ending after midnight, then clearing. Gusting south winds becoming light this evening, a low of 7. On Wednesday morning, fog patches, then mainly sunny. Wind from the south of 20 gusting to 40, and a high of 14. Brought to you in part by Riverbend Manor. You're listening to Senior Moments on 93.1 CFISFM. We're back with Kenneth, and I'm finding this very interesting. <laughs> yes, I am too. And so we were just talking off off air about um, my grandfather not letting me in his house when I was a teenager because I went to a Catholic church to <laughs> learn about it. And you know, the polar polarization is what's happening today too instead of trying to come together for the good of all you know um the separation and we need to communicate and learn like i know nothing from what you're talking about and now i'm learning a lot of stuff that's going to take me on a path well if you look at a lot of what improved the quality coming out of the boat mills oh yeah it's chemistry yes (laughs) and it's like that's what you know improves the bleaching process all of that stuff. yes yeah so i worked for 10 years in the forest sector i understood it well yeah i realized i worked for dunkley lumber for oh, did you? Yeah, yeah yeah and then i worked uh, for pulp mill for a while so i i've sort of touched in to yep. those areas and and i didn't like them but the money was kind of good and, which is terrible to say <laughs> well it's not terrible to say but we need to recognize why we say it yeah yeah because you feel guilty right away for saying the truth well i mean I listen to people talk about the air shed in Prince George. It's legitimate. I've been it. I've lived it. Yes. Uh, and when I worked in the bush and you would come back to town and about 20 kilometers out, mm-hmm. you go. Yeah. I'm uh, getting close to town now. Yeah. We, but, you know, I also look at, you know, we watched sawmills getting shut down. Yes. And the fear was one of the pulp mills was going to shut yes. down. Yes. And we were all fearful of that. Yes. And this is 1960s technology. Yeah. It was never designed for political po- pollutants, uh, p- pollutants that were not even known or yeah. measurable. Yeah. And now they're big issues. Yet we yeah. fear them going away. Yeah. You know, if there was a headline that said, hey, Poltmose A is going oh. to get shut down tomorrow. I've seen the headlines in McKenzie. Yes. I've seen them all. Yes. Over the so we, we've watched it. Even though we have this, like you said, uh, yeah, we but yeah. we like the economics. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I have to heat my home, and I have to drive. Correct. And so we have to be honest about what our needs are, and and how we can do both. I mean, we live here because we love the environment, and yeah. we want to protect it. But we also have to get to work. We have to heat our homes, and we have to have a hospital that takes a whole lot of fuel. We have to have schools. I was thinking about the cost of heating schools and hospitals, and and um, what how are they adjusting to using cleaner fuel? And I mean, this is part of what you're trying to do, is it not, is to make cleaner fuel? You've got to make cleaner fuel. Uh, I find it interesting that in this province, of all the provinces, really focused on that. Mm-hmm. Yet try and build another hydro dam. Yeah. 
Right. I think there's still objections right now to Site C. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a lot of objections to all of the legacy dams that were built in the last 50 years. Yeah. So the chances of building more hydro of any substantial need to meet what the targets we're setting mm-hmm. is not in the cards. Yeah. There's an absolute ban. You're the only province that actually has a ban on any nuclear. Yeah. All well, and what amazes me, Sharon, is that they're pushing for electric cars. Where's mm-hmm. the electricity going to come from? I, a battery. I, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, so we have to start working on solutions. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm working on a couple things in, in Alberta where their advantage is they've got all that empty pore space from producing all that gas. Yes. So they're looking oh, at yeah. capturing the carbon and sequestering it back where they got it in the That's first place. That's so interesting, that concept. And so yeah. how do we create a collaboration where... Alberta and British Columbia say, hey, let's work on. You have an advantage here. We have a West Coast to the biggest markets. How do we create those opportunities? Yeah. And I think it's this polarization uh, phenomenon that we talked about Mm -hmm. earlier. Mm -hmm. That's really stopping the dialogue to real solutions. This is a real problem. Yeah. This climate is a real problem. It really is. Uh, And uh, it's quite frightening. Uh, especially when I hear Todd Doherty talk about, um, you know, the, 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 the money that we owe as Canadians and, um, uh, and that we're going to have to spend more in making changes. And, and, uh, oh, I see our next guest is here. <laughs> and so, um, it, it's 64,000 dollars each Canadian owes right now. And we're dead. going to have to face it at, at some point in time, and we've lived through several generations of this, right? Yep. Remember the 70s, early yep. 60s and early 70s? Yeah. Then we went on austerity, and we tackled the deficit yes. budgets. We're now back to going to the other one. We've had the economic crisis. We've now had COVID. Yes. Somewhere along the line, there will be a reckoning. Yeah, there is going it, to be. Yeah. The silver lining is this, is when we suffer enough pain... We have an advantage, and British Columbia has an advantage. Mm-hmm. When I tell British Columbians, do you know that you have more natural gas reserves than Alberta? <laughs> yes. I didn't. Yeah, I, I do because yeah. of my research. Yeah. You know what? Your value-add development of it, big zero. Yeah. And you're sitting on the doorstep to the largest market, 10 times the size of the U.S. market, mm-hmm. is accessible by the Pacific Rim. Do you know any other province that's a Pacific Rim province? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't. We're right across the, the lake from China. <laughs> yeah. uh, so. Terry, you can take your mask off if you feel more comfortable. We're fine. We're all shot. Are you? <laughs> 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 Terry's well, one of our counselors from city councilors. Well, well, oh, I, then I, she I, was probably <laughs> in a council meeting last night. Yeah, yeah. this morning. I have to go for ongoing. Oh, okay. So yeah. I have to be able to get in and pass the door test, if you will. So okay. Can you get older? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyhow, um, so clean, cleaner fuel. Right now, that's your plan. You're not planning on making the beads. That's up to the... The ethane, the ethylene is a separate process. Yeah. That goes under the e-environmental assessment process. Yeah. Um, and 
we'll see where that goes. Yeah. It's another extremely valuable opportunity. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do it if this community doesn't want it. Yeah. This community yeah. as a whole. Yeah. Uh, not as I'm not going to get 100% of the people. That's an impossible task. No, today. yeah, it is. So, yeah. So, we'll, and it doesn't need to happen right away. I, yeah. I, I'd rather get the first the phase. The first phase in, yeah. Uh, I think part of this, as we talked about, is building public trust. Yes. Yeah. Go do the first project, deliver what you said you would do. Yeah. All the people with the fears and no, that didn't happen that they said was fearful. Yeah. Then ask the second question. Yeah. Trust comes over time. Yeah. As in all relationships. So. Yeah. And Teresa Healy, who is a professor up at the university and who has um, arranged many um, meetings where we try to find the common ground, has said on Facebook that she'd be willing to host one of those meetings if, if, um, if there's a way of us getting to that point. And finding the common ground. If we're going to go through the education process, we need all sides of this. Yeah. But it needs to be a rational conversation. Yes. It yeah. cannot be a gang up us no. on them or no. them on us. No. It has to be. It's it's people like you that just want, give me the facts. Let yeah. me help sort it out yeah. myself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, I mean, I can talk to Teresa and see if we can um, do something that can educate the community and uh, and let you have a say that's not going to be a gang up. Um, I kept this really quiet today because I wanted to be able to have a safe communication yep. with you and uh, and to build um, a relationship so that we can bring it to the table and look at it. You know, well, in we've a calm to the university and the college. Yeah, they see this as a huge opportunity for education. Yeah, in a new sector. Yeah, and taxes. We got taxes that we give us. Uh, Somebody uh, has to pay them if you're going to collect them. I know, I know. <laughs> anyway, I have to bring in my next right. guest, but I really appreciate this, and I want to stay in touch, Ken, and uh, and see what we can do. No problem, Sharon. It would be great uh, if you could be a part of the education process. That would yeah, be great. Wonderful. Okay, Thanks thank so you. much. We'll take a short break. No, and- we won't. Oh, okay, we no. Have a th- That's right. <laughs> So we're not going to have a short break. And so if you want to look up more of this, you can go on Oliphant's website. And I... And I... uh, West Coast Oliphant's Limited. NGL Recovery Project. Um... Uh, Terry and Ken are just talking. They haven't had an opportunity before. (laughs) So they're going to come. So I need you over here. (laughs) And then you two can talk afterwards. (laughs) And and then uh, Dr. Hay has a website as well. Talk to you later. I, I did that on purpose. <laughs> I had you come afterward because well, I wanted you to was, meet him. It was good. I, I have <laughs> met Ken before, but I just wanted to make I seize the moment to say, hey, please come and present to the regional district yes. of Fraser Fort George board. Yes. Um, and then perhaps also to the city yeah. um, council also. Yeah. Yeah. We are craving an update. Yeah. So that would be great. Wouldn't it? Yeah. And, uh, and I mean... I hear, I hear the fear, but I also think that glyphosate has got a lot to do with our 
over over you know overreacting reacting, you know like cancer and and I know that all that stuff is true but I want to see how we can make it happen for the community it's, yeah. it's going to be an advantage to the community and right now the first phase is is making fuel yeah, I think the information just needs to get out there and yeah. um, talking to, as I was just saying to Mr. James, just um, coming to the uh, lawmakers and the policymakers and, and and that would be a really great place to start also. Yes. Um, because we're hearing from the general public and I don't have the facts. No. So I need those facts also. So yeah. it would be in his best interest to do that. So yeah. he has said that he's um, moving in that direction. So yeah. that's really positive. And, he and that's did. a good place to go. So we'll start there. He lived here for 10 years, so, mm-hmm. he, and so that's a bonus. The other thing is there's somebody on that board that was on the council, on the city council that's on the... Uh, I think it's Mr. Zorowski. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's, he's on the board of uh, Olefin. Yes. Yeah. And so people should know that too because, uh, he's, he's somebody that can come to those meetings and talk about what the idea is absolutely but the yeah. information has to get out there yeah right? really otherwise does. um just one side is louder and the other one is quiet yeah the void will be filled yeah That's yeah right. so um i asked you to come today because of uh me thinking about women in politics and and uh you know a, a few years ago shirley bond had a meeting um trying to encourage women to get into politics and and I think that here you are you're a mom you're a wife you have a job and yet you still um, sit on the city council and I thought well how, how, how I don't want to do it, Terry. But I mean, there, we need to encourage younger women to. <laughs> take we do, it. right, yeah. Sharon? We do yeah. need that. Um, the, these upcoming generations, and I'm really grateful that we have um, two such new counselors, and they definitely bring a different perspective. Yes, and they challenge thinking of others around the table. Absolutely, also. and that's what we're all there for. We're mm-hmm. all supposed to bring our diverse backgrounds and walks of life and experience to that table so that we can make the best decisions um, on behalf of our citizens of our city. Yep. That's why they put us in those chairs. Yes. And realizing that at any given time, right, this is the one good thing, as you say, I'm a a mom, I've been married a long time and uh, decades really, and I'm a grandmother. Um, I'm I'm used to having people pissed at me, so I'm okay <laughs> with that. Uh, I still remember the slam doors and saying to my one daughter, who is now a beautiful adult and a professional woman in her own right, you know, uh, slamming the door, and and I would just say, okay, you know what, you just need to stay there for a while. It's not a punishment, <laughs> but when you feel more human, come out and join the family, and <laughs> you know that it is obvious that you are pissed with me, and what you need to know is I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I've yeah, got big yeah, shoulders. Yeah, yeah. We're both going to be okay. Yeah, let's just give it a minute, <laughs> shall we? Yeah, well, it's <laughs> about not taking it personally, and hundred percent, you cannot get into it if you're going to. Oh, that person hurt my feelings, or oh, some. Gosh, yeah. My thing was some old boyfriend from the past. Oh, <laughs> you know? golly! I know. I mean, do do I want people to not like me? Do I want? I mean, I don't wake up in the morning with that as a goal. You know, how many people can I get to hate me today? But 
um, I just realized, I had to realize it's just a fact of life. And sometimes you can remedy that through just an honest conversation. Mm -hmm. Others, it's never going to be fixed and we just have to go our own ways. Yeah. And that's okay. I don't wish anybody any harm. No. I would rather be respected than liked. Yeah, me too. And, and the other, um, the other part of all of this that I've learned over the years is that I'm triggering something in those folks. It's not me. It's their past unfinished business most of the time. Oh, man, we all have, um, we all carry burdens. Yes. Right, yeah. Sharon? We yeah. all have things in our past. Yeah. And, and we've, we've all got some sharp edges and mm-hmm. some prickly things and mm-hmm. we all have triggers. And yeah. that's just called going through life. And it I is. think one of the greatest gifts we can have is to learn how to navigate. I, I agree. Especially with people, with people who disagree with you. Yeah. It really is an art. It's it, not easy. No. No, it's it isn't. It's really not. It, it's, and for me, it's like, okay, so what am I really feeling? You know, yeah. if I'm feeling uh, um, defensive, okay, what am I feeling defensive about? Because I need to learn and I need to have, a, and it's some old belief from like, Back in the day when we were raised to, like we were talking with Ken about the Catholics and the Protestants. And now we have such separation between us all. It's the same thing about having to be right instead of learning. Well, man, you know what? If they can settle it in Northern Ireland and with my family in Ireland, I say there's hope for us through COVID and everything else that we're going through. I mean, it's, it's a very thin... Uh, peaceable. Uh, it was pretty interesting. A um, couple years ago, I did take uh, my husband back to see family. Oh, did you? Uh, in Galway and in Dublin and in rural areas of um, the Republic. And yeah. then we did go to um, the Nort, as oh, my family yeah. would say, yeah. and went to the Titanic Museum and whatnot. And we did an Airbnb and we were in this one townhouse. And there was British flags everywhere. <laughs> then over the fence, over this wall, one of the original walls with the yeah. commemorative yes. picture on it, were all the flags of Ireland on the other side. And I said to my husband, I think we're on the wrong side of the wall. <laughs> right? So I was just going to just take my clutter ring off and my clutter necklace yes, off. And yes. I'm just going to, you know, ah, I'm, out. I'm a Canadian. That's yeah, all right. I am. I'm yeah, just a Canadian yeah. here to visit, right? So we got to take a short break and then we'll be back to talk more about separation. <laughs> Carefree Transportation Service is celebrating 50 years of handy dart service in Prince George. Stop by to help celebrate with a barbecue burger or hot dog, a beverage, and cake. All compliments of the Carefree Society. Free rides are available to registered handy dart clients, but you must book ahead as space is limited. Call 250-562-1394. The Carefree Transportation Service 50-Year Celebration Barbecue, Friday, October 1st from noon to 5.30 at the corner of Jasper and Queensway. The City of Prince George is seeking feedback from residents regarding housing needs in our community. You're asked to participate in the housing needs assessment by filling out a survey available now at princegeorge.ca slash getinvolved. The survey will take about 10 to 15 minutes and can be filled out until September 30th. That's the housing needs assessment survey from the 
City of Prince George, available through September 30th at princegeorge.ca slash getinvolved. Engage Sport North wants to hear from you. Share your favorite way to be active along with a photo, and you could be featured on their social media page or next newsletter. Send your story and photo by email to admin at engagesportnorth.com or use the hashtag EngageSportNorth on Facebook and Instagram. Be sure to follow Engage Sport North on social media and check out their new website at EngageSportNorth.com. Engage Sport North, dedicated to advancing sport participation and excellence in the North. Forecast from Environment Canada for today, cloudy of the 40% chance of showers, wind from the south of 30K gusting to 50, a high of 15. Tonight, periods of rain ending after midnight, then clearing. Gusting south winds becoming light this evening, a low of 7. On Wednesday morning, fog patches, then mainly sunny. Wind from the south of 20 gusting to 40, and a high of 14. Brought to you in part by Riverbend Seniors Community on 93.1 CFISFM. This is Senior Moments. Okay, Sharon. Senior Moments is a co production of 93.1 CFISFM and the Prince George Council of Seniors. Senior um, Moments is produced by Sharon Hearn with production assistance from AJ Fair. Are we on? Yeah, we're on. What took you into. Um, being a politician or a counselor, like what was your everybody else, or I can get a mitt and get in the game and yeah. really do my best to affect change. I think as yeah. humans, we're our own worst critics, and we say to ourselves, I, "I'm not qualified for this." Literally, right? It's <laughs> yeah, people really. Get, you learn, yeah, you learn, and um, it it all comes from your. You have to have a devotion to public service. Yes. There's nothing, there's no doubt about that. Yeah. Um, you're not in it for any kind of frills or anything like that because that is, even though that is lovely, it's offset by responsibility. Yes. Yes. But the opportunity to meet people, to learn new things, the books I've read, the people I've met, um, the things I've been forced to read and learn about, (laughs) I could not afford a degree in no, everything. No. That's that I right. Learned. So yeah. if you have a thirst for knowledge and you realize yeah. that life is a road and uh you know, it's uh, not a distant well we all know what the destination is. <laughs> yeah, we do. So you know, <laughs> uh, make the most of it. Yeah, and I think about like when I started realizing that we all owe $64,000 because we're in debt by one point something trillion dollars. And, and okay, so where's my head been that I haven't paid attention to how the money's being spent? And, and I was talking to a young fellow. I want to get the younger people interested in learning sooner than I did about uh, politics and politicians and, and what the government does. And, uh, and so part of it, I think, was wise in being able to keep people at home. So they, you know, when we had to shut down with COVID and, and, um, but now people don't want to go back to work. And I mean, this is what they're saying, whether it's true or not. But if you're just going nine to five and going home, turning on the TV and having a beer and lighting up scar, I'm talking about my dad. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, uh, and so what do you uh and he he taught us the importance of uh, voting but he didn't know how the system worked. So how many of us really know how the system works? Absolutely and I, I think um 
the, the worst part, Sharon, is I think the municipal level is the greatest um, or the lowest turnout. Yeah. Uh, and... Really, it is the level of government that affects our everyday life the most. Yeah. And I really am dismayed um, at the fact that there are too many people that don't pay attention. And that's not a criticism, as you say, that was me. Yeah. I was there also. It wasn't until it started to affect me personally that I started to dig around and look and go, okay, wait a minute. There's a better way. Yeah. We don't need to come from a consistent Oh, anger and resentment yeah. and hostile punch in the face kind of politics all yeah. the time. Yeah. That gets tiring. It, it's it exhausting. Does. Yeah. Just want to have a conversation. And in the end, as as we just said earlier, people are going to walk away not happy with yep. decisions that are made, but at least um I just want people to be able to I want to be able to if I, even if I disagree with somebody, know that they're doing the best that they can, that they're dealing with the tough situations that I don't want to deal with at those senior levels oh, of government. God. You know, with all this stuff that was going on in this latest election, oh. my, my son actually, because I, I you know, was making sure, did you vote? And <laughs> and uh, as Kevin and I do with, with all of our kids, and um, he said, why would anybody want to be the prime minister, mom? It looks like that job just sucks. <laughs> Everybody hates you. It's, and it really is. It's yeah. really, and it doesn't have to get to that level. I think we just expect our politicians to be perfect. Yeah. You know, and they're human. Just, they're just humans. Yeah. And I don't know. We just all need to chill and drop back. Yeah. About 10,000. And degrees. get to know your politician. You know, yeah. that's why I've invited everybody on here. I want people to know them as people, 100%. not as objects. You know, a council Indeed. person, they're people with families and yeah. desires. And, and they, they picked a job that's hard. Oh, yeah. They stepped up. Yep. And so I've yeah. always appreciated folks that step up. I can, I disagree wholeheartedly, emotionally, vehemently at times with the people that I serve with. But the one yeah. thing I never question is that they are, that they are not doing what they think is the right thing. That's to do. right. Yeah. And, and they just really do. And I remember being young yeah. and thinking, um, you know, like with my husband, he's in labor negotiations and, and, you know, I would kind of overhear and see the tension around when different things, when he was in different negotiations. And then he'd say, well, so-and-so or and I are just going out for lunch. We're going to go grab a cocktail. Yep. And I'm thinking, how can you do that? You just spent three days fighting each other, arguing. Yep. You're so exasperated, disappointment, angry. Yeah. And he goes, well, that we're just doing our job. Yeah. I think she's a fabulous person. She's yeah. bright. She's brilliant. Yeah. We settle more in the hallway than we do in the room. Yeah. We just realize that we each have an audience and we each need to be able to walk away to give our audiences um, some kind of dignity and respect. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to beat them with their own severed arm. Yeah. No, no. Just, <laughs> you don't. <laughs> right? So, and I'm not and trying to be Pollyanna about it. I know stuff, sometimes the stakes are high and there are other times when you just have to beat people back under their rocks but for the most part it's just have a conversation right? well one of the friends. one of the things that i was trained or at least 
amicable or at least human yeah. towards them. You don't have to be buddies. Yeah. You're not going to be friends with everybody in this yeah. world. Not everybody's going to like you, and you're not going to like everybody. Unfortunately. But, um, yeah. You know, it's just the way it is. But usually the part you don't like in the other person is probably something you should look at about yourself. And Maybe. that, yep. And the other thing I was trained was um, active listening. And so sure. you listen. You don't plan your retort. You don't plan your defense. You listen. And and so many people are planning their retort or their reply and just just sit and listen. And, you know, the right re- answer is going to come out of you as long as you're not doing it from mean-spiritedness or I'm going to win and I'm the best, I'm number one. And I, I took uh, a lot of training because I was certainly a, a person who called myself a nationalist and I, <laughs> I'm a Canadian and number one. And that was in my teens and my early 20s. And then I had to take training to work in the field I went into about conversation, about working together, collaboration and listening. And, oh, it was such a wonderful and then working with people from you know different uh, the rainbow and and learning you know to work with people from not everybody has to be straight do they mom <laughs> like in my family everybody had to be straight and so you have to break through the beliefs that you were given and yeah. and meet these people and learn that they're struggling just like you are and and why can't they just be who they are Absolutely. Well said. Yeah. And I, and this tried to put people in, in boxes. It doesn't work anymore. We're out of there. I, I just care whether that person is a good parent, a good partner, yeah. a good citizen, a good employee, um, really has the belief that we all have, um, a, a calling, if you will, responsibility yep. to leave this world better than how we found it. I agree. And I really don't care. Yeah. What, the, what, what those other things are. No. Um, no. Yeah. Just, just not, be a good person. Yeah. Someone's exactly. kind, nice. Yeah. Pick up your garbage. Yeah. Hold the door. You know, like look behind you before you let the door slam on yeah. somebody. Yeah. A few things. Take your cart back. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. There's just simple little things. We all have to share this big marble. So. Yeah. And we're all here for a finite time. Yeah. So. And so um, why can't we start the day off with gratitude? Before you even leave the house, just be grateful yeah. for what you already have. Oh, my god. You gosh. know, I yeah. think that our mayor is a great guy. He's got a heck of a, a load on him. And he's got a job to do. And if you want to sit and throw uh, tomatoes or or nasty words at him, then go do his job. Yeah. Or have a conversation with him. Yeah. Get to know who yep. he is and stuff. I really resent people who don't vote, who don't get involved, who sit and, and say all these things and do not uh, yeah. participate, yes. you know. And yeah. I, I have a friend who, and she was um, complaining about something, and I said, and it was more federal. And I said, did you vote? Well, why would I bother vote? And I said, then shut up. Yeah. Go sit over there and think about what you didn't do. Yeah. It's our responsibility to vote. Yes. And it's our responsibility to at least contribute some of our time to the community we live in, whatever that might be, volunteering on boards. You know, boards need volunteers. Yes. We have volunteer Prince George. Get a hold of them. And yeah, There's and, always something to do. Yeah. There's always a way to contribute. Yeah. For sure. So I what agree. steps did you take uh, to 
become a counselor because you have to be elected, do you not? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know what? Sometimes I think ignorance is bliss sometimes. <laughs> I do too. When you just kind of just go, okay, I'm just going to dive in there and just give it my best <laughs> shot. Right? So um, that was kind of it. It's just standing outside and... Um, Handing out cards, um, rain, snow, sleet. My campaign manager <laughs> was a Medusa. She was great. She really <laughs> drove me for, uh, you know, to, um, it's just putting yourself before people, yeah. um, introducing yourself so that they have that opportunity and really just encouraging people to make an informed vote. Yes. Make yeah. an informed vote. I was one of those people for decades uh, because life is busy. We yep. we all have a really full dance card. Yeah. We're just really, I think the majority of people really just want to elect people that will TCB it so they don't have to. Yes. So they can go about their lives and their families and deal with their own drama. Exactly. They don't want to have to deal with the drama that we all leave behind. Yep. So, um, but yeah, it's making an informed vote and putting yourself out there. Anybody, I really um, encourage people yeah. to put their name forward. Please. You can do yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. If I can do it, anybody can That's do it. That's the way I feel about it. And I think, you know, like uh, Mike Morris said, if you're 18, you can run for federal. You know, like um, kids. We need you to st- to be involved with your new ideas and your challenging the old ideas. And why are you doing it that way? Oh, I love yeah, that. My, I do, My favorite too. sector of human is um, teenagers. Oh, I, yeah. I remember back in the day when my kids were little, I managed, or younger teenagers, rather, I managed Bubba Baloo's. Remember that? Oh, one? yes, yes. It was so fabulous. <laughs> I probably had 50 teenagers. Most of them are Kelly Roaders or, yeah. you know, a couple from Duchess Park. or And and they're just a great kind of people. They're so much nicer in many ways to work with than grown-ups. Grown-ups yeah. are grumpy and set in their ways and yep. really kind of a pain in the arse. Yeah. But, um... And I, I, I love that about them is because I would always encourage them, ask questions. Don't yes. just accept the status quo. Right. Learn to think critically. Yeah. Um, you know, push, yeah. push back. Yeah. Uh, you know. The, I agree. Uh, it, it's Challenge. some people's greatest nightmare is for young people to get involved <laughs> and be informed. Well, when I was um, uh, with uh, Phoenix House, my greatest treasures were the practicum students. And I always said, you know, Phoenix would be like a swamp if we didn't have this little bright, tinkly, clean stream coming through saying, why are you doing that? Absolutely. And, and they and brought then, it. And then you can't answer it. <laughs> I you don't go, know. You know what? I'm not certain. I mean, yeah. Alexander, okay, don't know why. What are, you, what are your thoughts? And yeah. boom, a new, a new way is born. Isn't it great? It is. It's lovely. Yeah. And we, uh, we used to take one. I think we take two or three now. And, uh, and they just bring that energy and that, that, yeah, energy and, and that brain power. Are question you everything. With the, uh, Phoenix no, uh, no, I resigned at age eighty. Oh wow! Okay, there you go. <laughs> You've done your part, man. Okay, and now you're doing this and other things. Yeah, so. I do this, and I'm, I'm with John Howard, and uh, trying to get that back up and, and running. But uh, no, that was my greatest joy is to have those kids come in my office and say, "Why, Sharon? Can I ask you a question?" Well, of course. Well, why do you do this? Like you say, Terry, I don't know. 
It's always been that way, and it works. Right? Exactly. It's so cool. Yeah, I know the Phoenix. That was my very first job. It was a really? I was, I, was I was like a challenge 77 student or some damn thing. I don't know. Not quite, but um, not far off. Yeah. And yeah. Um, it was my job to uh, watch the children while the moms had counseling or appointments or um, self-improvement courses or yep. job yeah. interviews. Go and, see their lawyer. And then I would yeah. help Karen clean. Oh, Karen yes. Karen was there back in the day. I know. Yeah. Right? So she's, she's phenomenal. The ED, she's the executive director. I'm so happy. <laughs> she is just an amazing lady. Isn't she? Uh, oh, I'm a fan forever. Yeah, Lifetime yeah, fan. So yeah, yeah. It was, a, it was a good job. Yeah. And she, yeah, she was there since she was 18. 18 wow. years of age. Well, you know yeah. my grandmother, you know Nora Harmeter. Oh, yes. Uh, she we, wrote the grants to get that thing yes, going. And she did. Very proud of her for that. Yeah. She passed away, it'll be three years ago now. Is it? Yes. How old was she? In her 90s, 92, wow. I believe. Yeah. 93. We invited her every year to come to our AGM. She didn't, and I understand now. Yeah. You know, like I, I don't want to. I'm done. I've, I've got to leave it to Karen. If I walk in and see yeah, changes, there's, there's something and, to that, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. You really can't go backwards. No, you, you cannot. You just really do. It's not the same. Now no. it's for somebody else. Yeah. To shape. Yeah. It, it was yours at one time. Yeah. You were the caretaker. Yeah. And, and now you hand yeah. it over and you move forward and. Yeah, and I had. Um, a lot of, quite a few years to just be with Karen and mentor her. It was, I became the mentor and, uh, that nice. became my position just because we'd been together all those years. Yeah. But, uh, you oh, know. She's more than capable. Oh, she's absolutely. Lovely. Yeah. Anyway, Terry, we want to encourage women. Yes. And youth. Yes. To get into politics. Come on, pick it up. Absolutely. You got the brains, you got the energy. It is the most rewarding. It's it's tougher. I mean, we have to look at the barriers and definitely when you're raising a family, that yeah. is definitely a barrier. I, I couldn't have done this when we were raising no, no. kids. I really couldn't. It would have been tough. Yeah. They right? should you're actually living above the poverty line, oh, yeah. trying to feed totally. kids and yeah. getting an extra job because someone <laughs> needs braces and you know, there's just real life things paycheck like that. Yeah, hundred percent, right? So, so do you have practicum students come to the council? Uh, no, we did have a student committee. Councilor Merrick last term was really um, good. She had some great ideas on getting youth involved. Now, we, we did carry forward with that, and we would take a youth, a young person with us to um, UBCM, FCM, yeah. um, and uh, NCLGA, so from the regional to the provincial yeah. to the national levels of local government. And it was phenomenal. I did meet some really keen young people that okay. we got to kind of mentor and shape. Yeah. So we gotta sh- we sh- gotta shut it down. But get a hold of Terry yeah. if you want to know more about getting involved. Please. And if there's a student out there who wants to be a politician, get a hold of Terry to see if they can bring you in as a practicum student. I think and, it'd be and, great. And don't let the fact that I will I, I can shape future council members scare you Prince George. <laughs> it'll be just fine it will be I'll fine my lesser um, qualities to myself <laughs> thank you so much for you coming in you are welcome it's always delightful <laughs> to see you yeah. and tune in next week and we'll be here with some more surprises thanks Terry it was great it was thanks <laughs> guys <Okay>. yes <laughs> 
Senior Moments is a co-production of 93.1 CFIS-FM and the Prince George Council of Seniors. Senior Moments is produced by Sharon Hurd with production assistance from A.J. Fair. Theme music is courtesy of Goff Brooks Music. Catch the rebroadcast of today's show tonight at 9 or replay past shows through the podcast at cfisfm.ca. You're listening to CFIS-FM Prince George.